I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 250 with a review of The Family. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And uh, if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I, and occasionally Stephen Miller, are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases uh, coming to a theater near you. Uh, This week, we're here to review the family, as we said at the top of the show. How are you guys both doing this fine Sunday morning? Splendid. (laughs) I'm I'm doing okay. Doing pretty well. Broadcasting to you live from... uh, a from office Google? in Stanford right now, a grad student office where no one else is <laughs> currently sitting. Nobody's gonna rush in with like an emergency thing. You have to go like stop some nuclear reactor from going crazy. Probably not a nuclear reactor. Some you might hear an awkward like person walking in and then go, oh, 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 oh sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that that could very feasibly happen. It's not what it looks like. No one's gonna come rushing in asking you to update their exchange gram or anything like that? No, no, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. How many free bagels did you get this morning? <laughs> None, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's slumming it now. He has to buy his own bagel. <laughs> <laughs> it's how the high rollers do it. We, uh, we don't eat the scraps anymore. Well, much in the same fashion that when we reviewed the internship, Stephen Miller came on to uh, you know, tell us uh, what it's like to actually uh, do anything related to Google. Uh, he is back now because people don't know this, but Stephen Miller is not actually his real name. He is no. in the wit- witness protection program right now, mm-hmm. yes. and uh, yeah. he used to be a big mob boss, and uh, he ratted everybody out. So he's been in hiding for a long time. Yeah, but but I talked through with uh, with the DA on my case, and he told me it's completely safe for me to announce on a podcast <laughs> that I'm in <laughs> witness protection. Uh, no one is gonna come and get me. <laughs> Well, see, the good news is that I didn't say what your identity was. I just said right. that you happened to be a notable uh, mob boss. Yeah, and, Giovanni. Uh, yeah, I mean, nobody knows. I mean, how many notable mob bosses have snitched on the mob? I mean, I that's mean, like... Yeah. None. You got mob bosses who are writing books all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't think you have anything to worry about. No, I mean, the safest place to hide is out in the open. Yeah. Clearly. Plus, you have that army of robots over there. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, that, that usually helps. Um, but yeah, what, what, are you guys excited to review the family? I can't wait. I am just, I'm brimming. <laughs> of, of the movies that came out this weekend, I was most excited to review this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I can say that. So in a few moments, we'll find out whether or not that excitement carried through your watching experience and then into this review. Bear in mind, I'm biased, you know, being in witness protection program myself. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I probably picked up on a few inside jokes. Ah, uh, Yes you normal people might not get <laughs> we'll see all right well let's take a look at the trailer or take a listen to the trailer for the family and then jump into this review there was a time when i had it all people would ask me what was it like being untouchable the question they really should have asked was what happens when it's all over You set a good example by snitching on your friends in the mob. We're not in Brooklyn anymore. I don't think there's anywhere further from Brooklyn than this battle. I'm sick of being in witness protection. Welcome to France. Try to fit in. I'm getting tired of finding you a new place to live every 90 days. 
So, do we still have the same names? No, we are the Blake family. Anything to report? Good, school. Oops. Yeah, you know, they always adjust better than we do. You're a maniac. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk about the complaints I have received. Complaints? Corruption, theft, bribery. I want to see my lawyer. Du beurre de cacahuète. Peanut butter. On the right, after the dog food. Merci. Stupid American. How's your day? Fine. You know what's going to happen to you and your family when they find you. We're here to make sure that don't happen, right? Try not to make my job impossible. There is somewhere finding. It's a clean-up operation. Get that family out of there. I confess it's been years since I went to confession. Your family's the incarnation of evil. What is all this grief about? Raise your phone. You don't lend your phone. <laughs> I got it find my kids. Inside. I know. How was the first day? Nothing special. And I'm feeling good. Why'd you kill the plumber? I didn't kill him. Who's gonna fix the pipes now? Well, who's gonna rebuild the supermarket that burned down the day we got here? Huh? All right, so here we have our review of The Family. This is a story uh, about a mob boss who uh, snitched on the mob and is now in hiding in the witness protection program and constantly has to move every 90 days or so because he likes to uh, either get exposed or destroy things in the city that he's (laughs) hiding into. And uh, yeah, it's just a look at this family's experience trying to be on the run and failing to blend in to the societies they try to make themselves a new home in. So, Carson, why don't you start us off and let us know what you thought of this film? Uh, well, uh, simply put, I, I did not like this movie. I, I think that The Family is uh, a movie that, uh, if you've seen the trailer, you've pretty much seen the the exciting version of the, of the film. <laughs> because it's the the shortest uh, it's the cliff notes version essentially um yeah this movie is just uh very uh tonally off and very uh misguided i felt i felt like uh you know i was kind of excited because it's uh the first like big commercial movie that luke Besson has done in a while so i thought like that's pretty cool like you know i've enjoyed his movies in the past and like uh, but honestly, if you didn't know that he directed this, I don't think you would guess that he did just like by watching the movie. Like, I don't think his his heart or his style is is anywhere on this. Like, I it just feels very generic and it's pretty boring, like in, in the sense that the the family um, is like the worst family and <laughs> um, being in the witness protection program because like no matter how hard they try to assimilate into society they can't like they just they like they're the worst at like being you know low-key uh and uh the stuff that they do in the movie um 
I mean, basically the first 30 minutes of this movie is covered in the trailer. Right. Um, which is, yeah, you're just basically watching a longer reenactment of the trailer, which isn't as uh, fun. But uh, just just the, the, the things that they decide to have the family, the individual members do, they're not very exciting and they're not very interesting. Like, Robert De Niro's big subplot in this movie is trying to find out, you know, why his sink water is brown. Like, that's <laughs> not the most exciting fodder for, you know, your your comedy action movie. And I mean, this is just another example. I've been talking a lot about action comedies and stuff, but uh, I mean, this movie is trying to be like a serious mob movie while also having, uh, you know, it's dabble in comedy, and it really is disjointed. Like it, it goes from like one extreme to the other, where it's very serious, and then you know, Robert De Niro is uh, beating a plumber within the inch of his life, and it's supposed to be humorous. <laughs> and I mean, I guess I mean the. Don't get me wrong, the movie could have been funny. Like, there, there was definitely a lot of potential here for humor, um, especially, like, the dark humor that they were going for. But it's just so off, man. Like, it's just, none of it really works. None of it gels. And, um, like I said, the, uh, the stuff that they give the individual family members to do is just not interesting. Like, I mean... Michelle Pfeiffer just basically stands around and cooks and, you know, tries to find peanut butter and <laughs> blows up a supermarket in, in its wake. And then, you know, the, the, the daughter is, like, trying to lose her V-card, and the son is, you know, is, like, the, the smart, like, businessy guy. Like, I'm going to, you know, get back at the bullies and, you know, round up my nerd friends and do their homework. And uh, it's just it's just stuff that, like, we've seen before, and it's not done in something like in an interesting way so it ends up just coming off very boring and and also another thing is that like yeah these you know robert de niro it makes sense that he's like beating people up he's like a killer and stuff mm-hmm. um but the daughter in the film like she beats the shit out of a lot of people and like she comes <laughs> off like she comes off as mentally unstable like <laughs> There's a moment toward the end of the movie where she's about to jump off a building because, you know, the French guy won't be with her. And it's just like, whoa, like, this is just way off the rails right now. Uh, So, yeah, it's stuff like that where you're just kind of like, huh? And it's like at the end, you know, there's all this carnage and you're just like, wow, I guess everywhere the family goes, they just leave towns like, you know, burning and so much death and destruction and it's like how are they i mean like it's it's kind of ridiculous that the how the mob boss that de niro snitched on like how he finds out that they're in france is like the most extreme coincidence but like you think you would think that like they would be able to figure out like from where they they you know they've been hopping around in different cities and stuff You'd think they would have been able to find out sooner since I was under the impression that they keep having to move around because they suck at, you know, being in the witness protection program. So you'd think like they would have been found out a lot sooner. But um, well, I think I think the idea is not that they've been discovered by the mob at every location, but they do something that requires them to get the hell out. Right. Right. But I'm just saying, like, at the end of this movie, if that is any indication of why they were moved around in the first place, you'd think the mob would find out sooner 
if they left other towns in like you know complete annihilation almost yeah that's what I, that's what i was trying to say steven yeah i mean i i can't even say i dislike this movie i like to quote I think it's from Weeds or something like I nothing this movie. <laughs> like like the, like like the movie didn't it didn't make me think about anything or feel anything. Like I, I mean I didn't, it is a I movie. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't feel like I was watching a movie. Like I sat there and I guess like two hours or whatever it was went by and I got up and like things happened, like plenty of people died, right? But but there was no <laughs> There really did not feel like there was, like, a story or, like, a character I'm supposed to be, like, following or emoting with or anything. Like, like I don't know. I There really it, felt it like was a, no cause at all. Yeah, it, it was a very strangely paced movie, I thought. Um, I, I almost felt like it would be okay if it were, like, you know, one-third the length and it's the pilot for a TV show about, like, a quirky mob family. yeah then like it'd be okay that they're just like doing broad strokes of the characters and oh ho ho you know his the water's brown look the girl beats people up ha 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 yeah because it does it does feel very sitcom like yeah it it felt like a sitcom like a like a seinfeldy sitcom like not even a lot happened in it yeah (laughs) right like and it was supposed to be funny because of the characters but just i don't know i i thought it was very weirdly paced like I, I can't even say that I hated the movie, right? Like, it made me laugh a couple times, I think, at kind of dumb humor, but, like, it did make me laugh. Um, but they were just, like, little islands of funny things, and then in between, I can't, for the life of me, remember, like, a narrative thread that actually hung them together. Like, it was just, like, look at the family, they're big, they're destructive, <laughs> here's a big fight scene, all right, it's over now. And... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know what. I, I don't. I don't know what the people involved were thinking. Like how they watched it and felt like we've made a complete film at the yeah. end. And that I was mean, probably like, the best description for this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a fight scene and it was over. <laughs> yeah, and no, because I mean, you, and and the moment it started playing, I kind of could tell that this was going to be it. Like you know, buckle yeah. in because you're not gonna you're not going to be following anything. Like, you're just going to have to sit through this for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, I mean, they were... I, I don't know. Like, they were all kind of broadly painted characters. You know, Robert De Niro being the ex-mob guy, the daughter being, you know, the precocious daughter who nobody thinks is going to be violent because she's so cute, and then she winds up being violent. Uh, yeah. You know, the son... I don't, I don't know. Like, all of it, it was like they are just painting little stereotypes of them. And that was it. Like, they didn't go through any growth, as far as I could tell. Nothing really happened. Uh, that that scene where the girl's going to jump off the building, like, that was weird. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that was completely out of place. I, I did not know what to think about that. I kind of thought she was going to do it, too. Like That, <laughs> that would have been, uh, been really off the rails. That, that's how little faith I had in this movie, like, <laughs> knowing how to pace something <laughs> or knowing, like, what was funny and what what wasn't funny would be like a teenage girl suicide in the middle of it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i don't know i i thought it was confusing i i didn't walk out being angry for watching it or like you know what the hell this is awful i just walked out like 
what what was that? It just felt like a huge waste, really. Yeah. All right, so I, I think that I appreciate what this film was trying to do more than I think it executed it perfectly. Um, some of the points that, like like Stephen, you were saying that uh, it feels like it would have worked better as a like it, it or you would have understood it more if this was like the pilot episode for a TV series or something like that. Like I think this itself would the the concept of this story and even some of the beats of the story played out across a six episode like BBC series or something like that um, would be great. Like I I actually think that this is not supposed to totally be funny. Like, I mean, when I saw the trailer originally, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a pretty funny comedy or whatever. And re-watching the trailer, getting ready to record this episode, having seen the film, I was like, no, like the trailer itself even plays like a drama that has some sort of funny things happening, but they're not, they're not supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be like, like you know Robert De Niro breaking the bat and being like, well, damn! Like it's not supposed to be like a haha money. It's supposed to, uh, a haha moment. It's supposed to be his character, um, his character being like, eh, well, f it, like just whatever. I walk away. And even things with, uh, you know, the plotline with the girl that you guys are mentioning. That I, I don't know. I feel like I should like beep out the things that you said directly about it. But referencing that right. scene, I kind of got the the feeling that the the son, the daughter, and the wife are like the um, the Penny and Brain characters from Inspector Gadget, and that Robert De Niro is Inspector Gadget, where he's kind of clueless, and he's the one driving the plot. Like, everything is surrounded around him, but he doesn't really know. He's, he's just completely oblivious to what's going on. He's sort of just like, yeah, I'm the mob guy, and I'm writing a book, and, like, eh, everything's great. But the family, like, the, the son had to go off and try to do his thing at the end so that he could notice what was happening. The daughter had to go do her thing towards the end so that she could notice what's happening. The, uh, the, the wife, she, the entire time, is just really suspicious everywhere they go that, like, the mob is going to be after them. And Robert De Niro is sort of just, like, oblivious the entire time. And, and that plays, like, an interesting dynamic. Like, I would actually watch this show if it was a six-episode um, pilot series um, where at the end of every episode they have to move to a new city to escape the events of the last episode. Um, like on, on, on some level, I actually kind of enjoyed this. Like it it didn't work everywhere, but I could see what it was trying to do, and I appreciated what it was doing. Like I I actually like the idea of De Niro just like trying to figure out why his water's brown and, and like stupid mundane tasks because it's it's a guy who left the mob where he's on the top of everything. He basically ran his city and everybody looked to him. He was in control of everything. And now he's got to do this little crap. And it's sort of like old habits die hard. He's got to like something that could just be like a phone call helping. Like he starts off like, I'm going to be a normal citizen and just talk to somebody and see what the problem is. And then he always ends up beating the shit out of somebody or uh, trying to figure out what's going wrong. And like there is, there's humor there, but there's also a non-humorous side to all these events, obviously. Um, and I don't know, like, for me, it didn't work, but I I liked all, like, I liked the, the, what the characters were supposed to be, and I think given full episodes for little arcs to play out where you'd get, like, you know, more and better dialogue between the characters and their individual events would be flushed out. Like, a whole a whole entire episode where the son is trying to uh, work out all the things with the bullies. Like, I thought that would have been that would have been cool. Like I would have liked to see him 
discover what all the roles are in his high school and and play into each of their individual grooves to put together the entire revenge plot like little things like that i think could have totally worked in a television series we have more time um but obviously the film is just this condensed thing where you're missing a lot of those individual like character between character moments this film is a lot of people going off doing their thing and coming back for one dinner and all denying that anything happened that day so mm-hmm. I, I don't know like i i think I think there's some interesting things being played with, and I like the idea of what this film was going for. It just wasn't executed perfectly. Uh, I will also say that uh, Robert De Niro is oblivious to the fact that he was in the movie Goodfellas as well. So, anyway, uh, I agree, though, that uh, uh, it probably would have worked better as a TV series, especially if it was, like, a six-episode series done, like on HBO for, like, BBC, uh, it probably would have been good, yeah. Like, there's definitely, like I said, there's potential here in this storyline. Um, but the the way that it's executed in this movie is, like, the most generic thing possible, so it's only a what-if. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing really more to it than... Yeah, I mean, I mean, the show that you were talking about, Chris, like... Like I, you made me want to watch that, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is that what I watched Was did not, not have any of that invention. <laughs> no. Like yeah. even even the whole way, like you're painting Robert De Niro's character, like it's a funny way to put it. I'm not sure that I completely got that from this movie. L- like maybe a little bit, but there was just not enough. There wasn't was, enough time to flesh out any character, yeah. really. Yeah, no, and I, 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 and I completely agree. Like nothing. I can't refute anything you guys have said. I'm just saying, that, like, as I was watching the, the film, I was looking through the film to the puppet master behind the stage and mm-hmm. watching what he was doing with his hands and sort of ignoring the puppets themselves. <laughs> you know, like, I I felt like I understood what was happening, whether or not it was happening. If I, if... I also would have watched a puppet version of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a lot more entertaining. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I just... Yeah, it's weird. Like, I I was, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they said, what did you think of it? I was like, well, it's not the comedy that you think it is, and I don't think anybody will like this film. But <laughs> I enjoyed it on some level. Like, that was the way I described it uh, to somebody, like, in, in, like, the shortest way possible. It's just, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, there, there are definitely some interesting things happening here. And even, like, Carson, you referencing the whole, like, he forgot that he was in Goodfellas thing, like, the way that plays into the story i actually really liked uh like from like that's the only real character moment in this film i think is uh that stuff towards the end where he actually gets to experience both the past and his new future and embrace them both simultaneously and, and like i thought that that sort of paid off some of his what his character was going for um and didn't really make up for the lack of character development in the rest of the film, but it felt like he had actually achieved something in that scene that is deeper than what he had achieved the rest of the movie. I mean, I think his, uh, when he's up there doing like the little Q&A and talking about his time in the mob, like I think that was good, but the fact that like it was him talking off of a movie that he was in, you know, 20 years ago or whatever uh it's weird because like that that was like a clever like 
it was almost like a too clever little joke. And in, in this movie, I don't think it, it it worked as much. It almost felt like a little groan-inducing, like, oh, of course it's Goodfellas, the movie that they're going to watch, well, uh, you know. But, 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 I, but I think that, like, it's, the reason it works for me is I don't think it's meant necessarily to be a joke. I think it's meant to it, – it's, it's literally his character being able to, for the first time in his life, speak the truth publicly – without actually having to speak the truth no i mean that's that's totally what it is but i'm just saying that like it feels very like wink wink especially since that it's a martin scorsese martin scorsese is an executive producer and it was almost just like well you know luke basson is clearly influenced by scorsese and it was like wouldn't it be funny if we had him watch you know goodfellas and like that it just feels very it is very self-referential, but uh, yeah, it almost takes away from that scene. It's almost like it would have been better if he had watched some other mob movie that wasn't, you know, something he was in. But yeah. I, I see that they were trying to, like, connect all the dots and be like, oh, look how, you know... I mean, it was very wink-wink, and I think maybe, like, if they had done it in this uh, six-episode TV series, that'll never happen... Uh, <laughs> That you know, in like the, the the fantasy world of this series existing, like I think that that maybe would have been something that could have worked, but it just felt so very like I, I don't know. Maybe it was just because like while I was watching the family before that scene happened, I was actually thinking like, you know what I'd rather be watching right now? Goodfellas. <laughs> like no joke. Like I I thought of that. I was like, you know what, Goodfellas and also The Departed. Like are mm-hmm. much better mob movies and are much uh, funnier comedies too. They have much uh, funnier intentional comedy in them. Um, and this movie is uh, trying to go for that, but it wasn't succeeding. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like the scene. I, I didn't get the like groan-inducing wink-wink feeling from it, really. Um, I mean, I did, like, I got a chuckle out of the fact that Robert De Niro was in Goodfellas, but for the most part, I felt like like it it played completely fine without thinking about that. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it beat you over the head with it. Like he he didn't go like, "Oh, I love that main character." Huh? <laughs> or something, right? Like he didn't uh Yeah. They didn't throw in any like kitschy kind of joke to make you uh make you laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah, like I I think if there was anybody in the lead role besides Robert De Niro, they could mm-hmm. have used the same film and the scene would have played exactly the same for me. Because like I, I think it's I think the intentions of it are clear. Like like you said, Stephen, there wasn't like a like man that guy is a really great actor. I wonder what his name is. Like there's look no, at that ass. <laughs> there was nothing. There was no him like like trying to pump himself up in that role. Like I, I I didn't feel the wink. I just felt like and also like right when he's like oh there was a you know delivery mistake something's wrong. Like I I I didn't know exactly the film they were gonna pick, but I figured that exactly how that scene was going to play out moving forward from that mm-hmm. speaking of that scene though what did you think of uh tommy lee jones his presence or <laughs> lack very, thereof ve- in this movie very tired <laughs> well i mean he's, i he, he's very tired in general in life I, 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 he he seemed excessively tired in this movie <laughs> like i he he worked fine for me um like he because he was playing a, an agent who was like sick of this shit? He was getting too old for this shit, and he was like, oh, "I don't want to have to move you again." What the hell is going on? Like he worked totally fine for me, and he wasn't any 
more tired than he was in Men in Black 3. Maybe it was the fact that, like, so much of this movie was in close-up, and anytime they're on Tommy Lee Jones, I was like, man, he looks older than normal. <laughs> um, but uh, he just, I mean, yeah, that's his character, but it's just like, Tommy Lee Jones has played this character, he could play this character in his sleep, and I feel like, you know, De Niro could also do the same, but for some something about Tommy Lee Jones, he just seemed like... I, I think he knew what kind of movie he was in. He he knew what was up, but like he just seemed, you know, I'm I'm my presence is here so I can get paid and then I'm leaving. Like that's just all it really felt like to me. Like, you know, I got a I got a, I got a paid vacation to France and uh, you know, sweet. Well, I mean, like his character is very much that way. Like that's how I read it. He's the guy who like, well, crap, I gotta fly in again. Tell him what's up claim that we're going to do whatever but really we can't do anything because it's my job and he just he's just the guy who checks in every once in a while and is sick of what's going on like i i thought they had as much rapport as they needed to have for that character to work yeah but he just looked very tired (laughs) (laughs) all right i can't deny that (laughs) um any other last comments from anybody i'm trying to figure out which um which wire character was one of the secret agents that was uh watching them fbi people one of them was a guy in the wire but he's so far down in the cast list i can't even find him <laughs> the, the one guy the bald, the, the bald guy, guy yeah was oh he was on entourage for like oh, really? a little bit yeah he was like uh uh vinnie's cousin that came in from like new york or something he stayed with them for like a couple episodes and he left he was like a real like an obnoxious character. That's that's the only thing I remember him from. <laughs> yeah, he he's in the wire too, playing the oh, exact okay. same character. A, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you know, police officer of some sort who has a lot of vibrato and isn't very good at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you say we uh, wrap this episode up then, guys? Let's go ahead and get to our verdicts, uh, Carson. If you were going to give this a must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I mean, I, I can't really give it anything other than a must avoid. Like, it's just really not worth the time. Like Steven said, it's just like, it's just, it's just there. I mean, it's a, it's a movie for sure, but like, I don't think there's going to be much enjoyment to be mined from it. So, I mean, I especially, I personally did not get anything from it and uh i was you know very excessively bored by the time this movie was uh you know hitting the uh hour and a half mark so i uh yeah i would definitely not recommend anyone to watch it so i'm just gonna give it a must avoid so okay steven yeah i mean i like like i said before i didn't feel strongly enough about this movie to hate it (laughs) um so I feel I, I almost want to give it like might as well avoid <laughs> like, it, like it, it's not going to do anything bad to you to watch it. it it just not doesn't have anything to offer uh, I mean I, I feel like must avoid is the only way to say that um, yeah but I don't I don't want to give the impression that like this is going to be like a horrible time it's just going to be like a, a 
a non like you could you could have better ways to spend two hours i think yeah it's yeah. definitely not the worst movie this year but it's just not one that's worth the time i liked it more than the jobs movie <laughs> oh yeah that, that, i will agree with that i will second that uh also about a man who ran an empire and then had to go into witness protection <laughs> yes <laughs> uh just kidding bad joke um but yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm gonna give it a uh, pass with a caveat. The caveat being that if you're a television executive that works for <laughs> Channel Four in the UK, uh, you need to buy up these rights and make uh, an awesome series because I think there's a lot of potential in this story, and I like what it was going for. And I think there's lots of things you could do that uh, maybe you could amp up the humor, maybe even amp up the drama. But you know, just make it. There's an interesting story here to be told, and uh, I think this might have been a missed opportunity. But like I said, on some level, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the puppet strings behind the scenes, and yeah, we'll see if anything ever comes out of the storyline. But that will do it for this week's review of the family. Uh, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Steven? Uh, if you want to find me, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller. Cool. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to know when these episodes go live. You can uh, like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will possibly come from the soundtrack to the family if one's available. Last or week, Goodfellas. Yeah, we can do, do that too. Actually, last week on our Riddick review, uh, I actually used the soundtrack from Chronicles of Riddick because I, could, oh, I couldn't find a Riddick soundtrack anywhere. So, um, so yeah, this we might have a good fellow soundtrack in this episode, uh, but who knows? It's some movie related to mob people will be playing. Yes. So or play the Family Ties theme. That might be funny. <laughs> people will be confused. Or all in the family. Yeah. Plenty of plenty of things to go for. Yeah. Family matters. <laughs> That would be awesome. Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing another test recording there for a second. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for joining me. Yes, thank you for yeah. having me. Thanks for having me. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this many more times in the future. Uh, hopefully all these tracks export correctly without the <laughs> program crashing. <laughs> um, we'll find out. But uh, yeah, this is our first, uh, last week was the first double-ended recording, this is the first triple-ended recording, and uh, hopefully it all works out and is awesome. So thank you guys for listening, we will catch you with our next review. Later. Of broken dreams.